Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Broadway with Body Slams. This is episode eight, and today I'm covering Royal Rumble 2005. Now, this Royal Rumble was the 18th annual event of the Royal Rumble, and it was in Fresno, California, at the Save Mart Center at Fresno State, with an attendance of 12,000, uh, buy rate of 575,000. And this was a Raw and SmackDown branded pay per view. Now, I loved during this time when raw and smackdown were separate now i know they've tried the brand split ever since but i just don't think it has ever worked as well as it did the first time around and this is still part of that i liked what each brand had to offer it really felt as if you were watching two completely different shows like you could tell that the writers were separate and uh, Raw, though, was always the number one. And they, were the, they were the A show, with SmackDown being the B show. Things have now changed nowadays for professional wrestling, but uh, this is how it was at one point in time. And I think this Royal Rumble event is an okay show. It's not great, uh, but it's a good show. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I, this was a pay-per-view. I always got the Royal Rumble as a kid. And I can actually remember watching this, and I don't know why, don't ask me why. When I was younger, I used to sit down for the Royal Rumble, and I would have a notebook, and I would literally write down each entrant number and who came out. Why I did that, I have no clue. It was just something I, I did as a kid. I, I don't know. There's no explanation for it. Um, but yeah, I, I loved... When I watched this show um, years later, not not the first time watching it, but years later, seeing where a lot of these guys were heading, man, this show was setting the future. I mean, the Royal Rumble itself, we'll we'll talk about it when when you know when I get to the match, but it comes down to the final two guys being John Cena and Batista. These guys literally in just a few months are going to be on top of the WWE. And I think, I mean, just, I mean, even, even what SmackDown was doing at the time with JBL, they tried something different and put the, put the WWE championship on John Bradshaw Layfield. And uh, I liked what they were doing here. This was a good time in wrestling. Like I, I really enjoyed WWE 2003, four and five. Uh, and I think they done a they were doing a great job here for for both brands, building stars. Edge Edge is on the rise. I mean, Edge had been with the company for a while, but less than a year later, they're going to be putting the title on him at, at New Year's Revolution the next uh, the next year. But you know that's a great place to go ahead and start with because the opening match is Edge and Shawn Michaels. Now, these two have kind of had a thing going back and forth. Edge is always talking about how he's always being cheated and everything's unfair and he's always pulling on his hair. And um, the pay-per-view before this was New Year's Revolution, where there was an elimination chamber for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship, which Triple H is uh, the one who came out the winner of that match. But Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. Edge accidentally spears Sean in that match. Sean gets his payback, Sweet Chin Music's Edge, and causes Edge to be eliminated. So Edge is still holding a grudge at Shawn Michaels. But that feud uh, basically is going to be coming to an end because tonight they also start another feud with Shawn Michaels. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So let's go ahead and just start with Sean 
and Edge. I think this was a really good opening match. Uh, you could definitely tell here, though. Like, they're they're putting faith in Edge. It's it's time to, to start building him into what we would know as the rated R superstar. And Edge was, uh, of course, he's a heel. I always think Edge was way better as a heel. There's just some people that can play both and do it well. I always say Hogan. Hogan was the best at being able to be a heel and a babyface. Where I think Edge, man, as a heel, one of the best. Edge ends up getting the victory here with a roll-up pin and uh, uses the ropes as leverage to basically get a cheap win. Now, my, my issue with this finish was I just didn't understand how the ref didn't see Edge holding the ropes. Like, it was so obvious. And, like, I know that's the thing in wrestling. Like, the referees, for some reason, we, we play like they're dumb. But, come on, this was so obvious. Like, it, how did the referee not see this? I, I don't know. But Edge gets the win over Shawn Michaels, and uh, they will both be in the Royal Rumble in a little bit. Now, up next, we get a segment with Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero picking their numbers in the back. Now, this is going to be the first clip that I'm going to play for you to hear audio-wise. And I I loved every bit of the backstage segments that they had on this show. I loved that Eric Bischoff and Theodore Long, you know, each representing SmackDown, Theodore Long being the general manager of SmackDown, Eric being the general manager of Raw, and... In this segment, like I said, you're going to see Eddie Guerrero come in, pick his number. Ric Flair come in and pick his number. But there's a little. This is this is really fun what they do here with Eddie and Flair. Eddie ends up stealing Ric Flair's number, which we will later find out. Flair drew number thirty, the best number you could have in the Rumble, and Eddie drew number one. And Eddie, doing what he does, steals Ric Flair's number and. Uh, gives Flair his number one. So this is a good segment. Let's let's listen. And a perfect example, Ed Shawn Michaels. It's exactly why Raw is a better brand. Well, you know something, Flair? You see, the Royal Rumble is a sizzle-fizzle, and it's going to be tonight, just like it's been for the past two years. A SmackDown superstar will be the winner. Believe that. I beg to differ. I'm confident that a Raw superstar is going to win the Rumble, but in the off chance that I'm wrong, it really doesn't matter. SmackDown guy wins, he's going to do just like Chris Benoit did last year and jump on over the ball. <laughs> well, we'll see about that, player. Christy, Tori, baby girls, y'all ready to roll? Ready. All right, let's get this thing started. Gentlemen, come on in. Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, come right. on in. Hey, oh, oh, what's Gentlemen, Tori, by God, Wilson, hello. Gentlemen, throughout the evening, all the moves in the room. Be coming in here and drawing their number at random. You were the first two. Let's get it going. All right. Yeah. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 16 times, but you know, 16 times. 16. Oh, please. Oh, God. Holy. Oh my God! Woo! I cannot believe it! Oh, evolution! We're dancing all night. We're dancing all night. We're dancing longer. We're staying all night. Woo! We're gonna stay a little longer. I mean, we can do shot the title one night, baby. Things are good. Woo! Brett, congratulations. God bless you, man. God bless you, man. I know you do great. Kick butt. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, Mr. Bischoff. Hey, love. Styling and profiling. What number did you get? Oh, let's see. That's my book. That's my number. You sure you're happy about that number, player? Yeah, I know I'm happy about it. I think you better take a look, dog. I better leave my own number? Take a look. Guerrero, 
Guerrero. Guerrero! Guerrero stole my number! Guerrero! So as soon as we come out from that segment, we get a Heidenreich and Gene Snitsky segment. Heidenreich is getting ready to have a match with The Undertaker, a casket match. And they kind of just, I don't know, Heidenreich. This, I, I never, I never think, he, I don't know, Heidenreich was very bland to me. And uh, Snitsky was okay. I, I, I kind of liked where they went with him. Uh, throughout the whole Kane, he was feuding with Kane and he caused Lita to have a miscarriage of Kane's baby. Wrestling can go in many different directions. And uh, that one was an odd one. But Kane had been feuding with Gene Snitsky and Snitsky and Heinrich kind of have a, uh, a confrontation in the back. And looks like Snitsky's going to be helping Heinrich out taking care of Kane's brother, The Undertaker. So we go on to the match, Undertaker and Heidenreich. I don't know what it was with Heidenreich. Like, the dude has the size, and I just, I don't know. I never looked at Heidenreich as a, as a big-time player. And putting him with The Undertaker, I think this was a good uh, heavyweight match between the two of them. Like, at one point, Heidenreich Irish whips Undertaker in to the turnbuckle post, and, like, you just hear the entire ring snap. Like, because these are two heavyweights going at it. Well, eventually, uh, in this match, Gene Snitsky comes out and starts to help Heidenreich. When they go to put Undertaker in the casket, out comes Kane fighting Snitsky, taking him out through the arena, fighting him, getting, you know, and just a. I think you could see this coming a mile away. And Undertaker eventually does get the win. And uh, that would be it for this Undertaker hiding. I, I don't know. It just. I just feel like they didn't click. I, I feel I mean, and I could be totally wrong from a fan's perspective. I just feel like they put these two together because they were two big guys. They wanted Heidenreich to kind of work with a guy with the, at the, you know, the cal kind of a caliber character as the Undertaker. Or a wrestler like The Undertaker. I think that's, at least that's what I got out of it. I don't think these guys um, gelled well. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what more to say. I just, the match wasn't bad, but just, eh, you know. So then following this, we get another segment with uh, Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero following up Ric Flair's number being stolen. Uh, just... Eddie Guerrero being fantastic and being forced to give his number or giving being forced to give Flair back his number. And uh, it wasn't just his number that he took. Give you what? Listen, I've got a job to do and I'm not going to tolerate this. Now, I know that you've got Ric Flair's number. Let me have it. What number are you talking about? Players. I'm trying to straighten this out right now. Hold on just a minute. Eddie, come on. What? Give me Rick's number. Phone number? Eddie, give me Rick Flair's number. Cough it up, jumping bean. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's real good. Here's your number. Thank you. What's the matter with you? Hey, just a minute. Hold on. What? What are they, Holmes? You know I love you, man. Me some skin. Eddie, Eddie, give it up, dog. What? My wallet, my wallet, look at that. Wait, 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 I'm gonna show everybody it's our night. It is our night. I'm on my way to Bischoff's office to get my number. No, no, no. We gotta go over this stuff with Orton right now. We need to talk about that. Right right. Another chance of the plan. Chance of the plan. I'm gonna get my number. I'll be right back. Hey, I said we need to go over this stuff with Orton. And I can said get your number later. I'm gonna go get my number, and I'll come right back. Now. Whoa, 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 whoa,
It's about winning the Royal Rumble. One for all, all for one, man. Come on, lighten up. Ooh, deep breath. Come on, deep breath. That's right. Come on, champ. It's Come on, man. It's evolution. Come on. Unity, together. Here we go. Business, all right. It's all right. After Teddy Long gets things situated and, and fixed back up there between the two of them, uh, of Eddie and Ric Flair, of course, Evolution backing Ric Flair up. And we, and we also saw a little bit there of uh, confrontation between Triple H and Batista, which is starting to brew because that's where we're going to get come WrestleMania 21. Uh, but anyway, we get back into the room where they're picking numbers. And we get this classic segment backstage with John Cena and Christian. Christian, of course, with Tyson Tomko, his bodyguard or, or his henchman, whatever you want to call him, standing beside him. I've always enjoyed Christian. Captain Charisma, like, I don't think Christian gets enough credit. And he he's he's awesome. And I, I, I loved this segment between Christian and the uprising John Cena. Come on, tell me. Christian, you know I can't tell you. What about Mysterio? You just tell me that. Have to wait, Jerry. You can calm down now. I've got everything straight now. Eddie Guerrero gave Rick Flair's number back. Teddy Long. I just signed a petition to have you kicked off SmackDown. How are you doing? <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and we really don't have any more time to wait for SmackDown talent. So Christian, you're up. Mind if I do. Ladies, spin them up. Do it. It's a very tough job to keep out of yourselves. Thank you. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> yes! Champ is yes. here! Hey, T-Long, what up, player? Holla. Yo, Burt Reynolds. Love doing Boogie Nights, dog. Tori, how you doing? You want to go for sausage later on or something? <laughs> Oh, yo, how you doing? Hi. Dr. Monsignor. Christy. Johnson. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Hold on a second, everybody. John Cena in the house. Everybody take notice. Oh, come on, man. No, 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 no. I've seen you rap before, Cena. You know something that doesn't impress me. Not one bit. This whole freestyle rapping thing. It's not even that hard. You got an album. <laughs> Whatever. I could do that. I could, in fact, I could beat you at a rap competition any day of the week. Any day. All right, homie, show me some street cred. Show me what you got. That's cool. Right now? You said you can freestyle. Hit, hit a little something. Do, do what you got to do. Tomko, give me a beat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget it. It goes a little something like this. My name is Christian, the king of crunk. I'm taking you to school, Cena, and you're going to flunk. <laughs> I'm Captain Charisma. I'm... I'm Captain Charisma. Read him and weeps. I'm gonna throw you out for all my peeps. And just like, just like Dracula comes from Transylvania, I'm winning the Rumble and going on to WrestleMania. <laughs> what do you think of that, baby boy? Huh? Come on, beat that. Captain Charisma, walking around with your fake smile. Think you can rap just because you watched Eighth Mile? Word on the street is your peeps are weak. And you and Blackbeard share a bed when you sleep. Yo, this is Chain Gang. We run the showdown. Tonight's like your sex life. Your ass is gonna go down. I go to the ring when my name is called. You can pick my number. You like playing with balls. <laughs> All right, that was some good stuff. Now, going into the next match, it's for the WWE Championship on uh, SmackDown, the SmackDown brand. We have JBL versus the Big Show versus Kurt Angle. Of course, JBL is the WWE Champion. Now, I found this weird because I remember during this time, I think there was there was definitely a lot of history with jbl and the big show and i think kurt angle i believe so and i was expecting a video package for this match but they head straight into the entrances like no video package and it kind of made me wonder like are they running behind on time and uh regardless i think this was a really good triple threat the finish once again shows jbl 
just getting away with a win by the help of his cabinet. That's what they called him, Orlando Jordan and uh, the Basham brothers. And I like, I liked what they did with JBL uh, because I don't think JBL was ever looked at in the role that he became there on SmackDown. He took SmackDown and ran with it. And he, he had a lot of great feuds with Rey Mysterio, with Eddie Guerrero, and uh, he's going to be getting a match with Big Show at the following pay-per-view, which you'll hear about that in a clip here soon. But uh, yeah, I, I think overall, pretty good match. Once again, JBL being the heel, just squeezing out the victory. Now, following this match, we have now Batista who was arguing with Triple H about going to get his number picked. He's finally going now. And uh, he runs into Carlito in the backstage area. And Carlito, uh, Carlito's on the rise here. I always liked Carlito's character too. Um, and he is threatening basically Batista here that if you don't sign the petition to get rid of Teddy Long as the SmackDown GM, I'm going to spit this apple in your face. Now, Batista had faced La Resistance on Raw, and stuck their flagpole up one of their hind ends. I can't remember which one it was. And Batista threatens to do so with Carlito and his uh, his petition. But then from there, we get Batista actually going in to choose his number and finding out some bad news for Triple H. Hey, hey big man. Batista. Look at you, man. You're a monster. That's cool, man. You're cool. Yeah, check this out. This is cool. Why don't you sign my petition to get rid of Theodore Long as the general manager of SmackDown? Why don't you take this pen right here in your hand, man? What is it? No, I don't think so, man. Good luck with it, but I'm, I'm not going to sign it. Oh, you're not going to sign it? No. Okay. Did you watch Raw last week? Yeah. Did you see what I did with that flagpole? Yeah. Imagine what I could do with your little petition. Uh, I'm just kidding, man. Just... Good luck with it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take it easy. Like your world championship match isn't going to have a ton of interference. Everybody knows that Evolution's going to get involved. Batista, you can even ask him. He can tell you that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Give you my number, what, what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Raw's championship match, Evolution is banned from ringside. Really? Yeah, right. That's right, Batista. And my decision is final. The only question is, do you want to tell Triple H or would you like me to? No, I'll tell him. You know something? For once, you've done something right. Now, once again, I, I just feel as if they're already running late on time here. Or they're running behind. Because we do get a video build up, like for the world title, a promo hyping up this upcoming match. But JR is still talking and they cut him off and start the video. So I don't know if, if time is an issue, but JR definitely gets cut off. But it is now time for the Triple H Randy Orton World Heavyweight title match. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Orton, the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title against their cerebral assassin. This is going to be an awesome now one on one main event. And let's go back to the Elimination Chamber and see the latest installment between these two. Ten tons of steel, two miles of chain, five of the greatest wrestlers in the history of this business, and yet here I stand, the World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H. You pinned me in the Elimination Chamber with Batista's help after he had been eliminated. I demand a rematch for the World Heavyweight. 
So this match, I wouldn't say is the, I wouldn't say this match is the best match that Orton and Triple H has ever had. Uh, Orton, I couldn't tell, to be honest with you, if Orton really got concussed in this match or if this was part of the story. Because Orton, at one point, they start like talking about how he, he went for a, I think he went for a DDT, but Triple H kind of caught and Orton went back on his back. And I think they were trying to play it off like he snapped his his head hit the mat and he had like this glazed over look in his eyes like he was concussed and Triple H took advantage of that and even considered cheating to win very similar to how JBL did uh, to win to to retain his title but realized I don't need to he hits Orton with a pedigree and that's the end of it so I don't. I really honestly don't know if this was part of the the plan for the match or if Orton legit got hurt. I, I'm not real sure here, but Triple H wins clean, gets the victory. So, uh, but okay, here we go now. It's almost time for the Royal Rumble. Also, I want to say, I know there were times, I want to say the next year, Royal Rumble 2006, where the Royal Rumble was not the last thing to go on. I always think at the Royal Rumble, it should be the last match. Get the world title matches out of the way. The Royal Rumble, it's the name of the show. It's on. It's the marquee. Make the match the final match. So I like that they did this here. Now we get a backstage segment with Kurt Angle. Now this is going to play some importance here in, uh, in, a, in a WrestleMania 21 feud that is about to begin tonight in the Royal Rumble. We get Kurt Angle backstage confronting Nunzio and stealing his number myself a spot in the rumble. This is gonna be perfect. Hey, Kurt, what the hell do you think you're doing? That's my number for the rumble. Not anymore. Unless you want to fight for it. Come on. And then following that, JBL is going to come in the room celebrating with the booze and his cabinet, uh, his WWE championship win when he gets some bad news for the next event for SmackDown for the next SmackDown pay-per-view event, No Way Out. Fantastic match. Don't Fantastic. You it was great. Thank you. And Teddy, that's how you conduct. A championship match. Well, you know something, player? I have to give you have to give you your props. That was a great match. And with no outside interference, that made the match a lot better. Yes, it did. Which gave me an idea. Well, I'll tell you what. I can't wait. <laughs> 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 
Or a real general manager. of the WWE, this match will be a Bob Wire Steel Cage match. How about that, player? Uh, for the, did, did he just say... Did, well, JBL called himself God, a wrestling God. He may need God. A first-ever barbed wire steel cage match, February 20th at No Way Out in Pittsburgh. Let me tell you something. That takes barbaric to a new level. Barbed wire steel cage? Wow. Well, that's three weeks away Woo. when SmackDown comes to you at No Way Out from Pittsburgh on pay-per-view. But right now, are you ready, partner? I'm ready. It is time for the Royal Rumble match. Taz is going to represent SmackDown and representing Raw, none other than the legendary... Jim Ross, turning it over to hey, Jim Michael. ringside. How are you doing, All right, Michael. You ready to go? I'm ready you to go. You feel good? You feel good? I feel good. I feel right. my hands, too. See if you can keep up. See if you can keep up. Listen, Ron. Don't worry about Oki. Don't worry about Oki. I'll be all right. All right. Here we go. Right. Right. Here we go. Boomer Sooner. <laughs> yeah, go Brooklyn. It is now time for the Royal Rumble Mix. All right. So it is now time for the Royal Rumble and... You know, there was that's something I didn't understand, and I know you heard it through some of the clips I played, but I never understood like why did they want to have banner between Eric Bischoff, general manager of Raw, and general manager of SmackDown, Theodore Long, talking about oh it's a SmackDown guy who's gonna win. No, it's a Raw guy who's gonna win. And even Bischoff points out, even if a SmackDown guy wins, just like last year, Chris Benoit won and he jumped from SmackDown to Raw. So it's like, why are we having this if that's the case, if the winner can go to whatever brand they want to, why is there that raw SmackDown banter? I, I don't understand that. But anyway, there's a lot of things that happen in this Royal Rumble, and I'm going to touch up on some of it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Eddie got the number one spot, which he tried to switch out with, with Flair. So Eddie and Chris Benoit, the winner of the year before's Royal Rumble, are starting things off. Now, there is the tough enough guy. He won tough enough. Daniel Pewter. This man gets annihilated in his time in this match. He comes in and they absolutely, he, he's the number three, or he's the number three entrant. He comes in and he gets chopped. Chopped by Eddie. Chopped by Benoit. Chopped by Hardcore Holly, who comes out at four. I'm going to play the audio for you so you can hear. You can't see it. You're going to hear the pain that this man was going through. And a lot of it probably has to do with the whole uh, situation that happened with Daniel Pewter and Kurt Angle. And 
for those of you who don't know about it, I'm going to run through it real quick. Kurt Angle, the best that I can remember, Kurt Angle was having a challenge with the tough enough guys that, uh, and where he would wrestle them and, and he could beat them within uh, so much time, I believe it was. Well, Daniel, Daniel Pewter was the only one that actually uh, got Kurt Angle in a hold and come very close to breaking Kurt's arm, uh, which, I mean, that's apparently that wasn't supposed to happen, but I don't think any of it was planned. It was just, I don't think they thought any of them would maybe get one over on Kurt Angle, and he did. Uh, I, I don't, I didn't watch that when it had happened. I've just heard about it. I mean, of course, I've seen the video once or twice, but uh, some like to believe, though, that this was Daniel Pewter getting his payback for that segment. They chopped the crap at him, so listen to this. Again, I know that. His, his background is impressive, but, uh, you know... This is his first big match, his first pay-per-view with WWE. He's hunting with the big dogs right here with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Let me tell you. He better not turn his back. He's going to get whooped. Peter uh, certainly doesn't have any Ooh. shortage of confidence. Well, no, he doesn't. And, well, now it looks like Guerrero and Benoit are going to pick their spots. Maybe every man for himself a little teamwork. Guerrero and Benoit. He said he had shortage of confidence. He his chops might have a shorter set of uh, pectoral muscle. By the way, let me, let me welcome you to the WWE and welcome young man to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Like the Seahawks will have his way with Pewter. Oh! Well, that's pretty self-explanatory, folks. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a target on Pewter's chest and everyone loves to chop it. Pewter run off. Pewter's like, stop! Oh, I've been chopped by hardcore. Time during the rumble where you see some guys step back and watch somebody else dismantle another man. Well, it's well, it is every man for himself. He went over that, but Pewter right now needs a small army real quick. Pewter uh, getting initiated <coughs> in the stiffest and most intensive ways. Look at Pewter's chest. Yeah, it looks like uh, he's laying out in the sun here in uh, Fresno. Not only was he chopped. And his chest had to be a mess. Uh, he was the first one eliminated. And, uh, yeah, not a good night for him. And, honestly, I don't know if anything else happened with him after this. Like, I think he was – he kind of vanished. I don't remember hearing anything else about him. I know come WrestleMania 21, he's nowhere to be seen. So, I have no clue what happened or or how it ended. But – yeah, not a good night for Daniel Pewter. All right, so we fast forward a little bit into this match, and Kurt Angle makes his entrance, even though he stole Nunzio's number. And uh, he comes in, and it is not very long, and he is eliminated by Shawn Michaels very quickly. A little later on, Angle sneaks back in the ring and takes out his frustration on his elimination because Shawn Michaels was the one who eliminated him and he eliminates, uh, he eliminates Shawn. And then he goes a little further than that, uh, attacking him with the steel steps, causing Shawn to bleed, putting him in the ankle lock, uh, or angle lock. And, uh, yeah, just this started the, the feud with Shawn and Kurt Angle heading to WrestleMania 21 with a fantastic match between the two of them. Uh, Sean and Angle had great chemistry, and it was it was fun to watch what they were doing. Sean and Angle bouncing back and forth, both on different shows. Sean on Raw, Angle on SmackDown. Uh, you had that one angle that come out of it where Sean dressed up as a cameraman on SmackDown to to jump Angle, and then Angle, of course, with Sherry singing his version of Sean's theme, really turned out to. Um, be a good feud between the two of them, but here's the audio of Kurt Angle ruining Shawn Michaels' night. Oh, he's a SmackDown guy, bad here. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa! Kurt Angle! Oh yeah, baby! I'm determined, Kurt Angle! in the world. No doubt, Angle slam. Wow. Angle strong arm. 
his way in this man. Look at oh, slam on the free. Look at Kurt Angle. He's a Olympic gold medal. You can't deny it. Uh oh. Uh oh yeah. Clock and ankle lock. Ankle lock. Uh oh. Michael Scott, sweet chin music. Oh, the shot. Look at Shawn Michaels eliminated Kurt Angle. You gotta be kidding me. Kurt Angle's gonna be can't believe it. Angle was dominating. Angle was suplex everybody in sight. Gotta be kidding me. Come on. Sweet chin music caught Angle just right to eliminate the Olympic champion. Team. Come on, Rick. Come on. Chin track. Wait. Oh, what the hell? Wait a minute. Kurt Angle's out here. What the hell? What the hell was that? Angle's not enough. Angle's not eligible to eliminate anybody now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Wait a minute here. He's got a temperature. I'll tell you. But what is the matter here? Watch out. Oh, gosh. Good God Almighty. Get out of here. That was impossible. How does, how does Kurt Angle justify those actions? I, I can't disagree. That was heinous, man. I mean, that's oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, my God. Michael's just lacerated. Kurt Angle has busted Shawn Michaels wide open with those steel steps. Kurt Angle knows this was his opportunity to go to WrestleMania. And the ankle. The ankle. He's going to break his ankle. Michael's ankle's going to be snapped here. Wow, he's going to snap with his throat. All right, so it is now time to talk about probably the the reason this show is uh, remembered for the most part. We get down to the final four, and it is Batista, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Edge. Rey Mysterio is eliminated. Then Edge is eliminated. We get down to our final two, John Cena and Batista. These two are the future of the company. Batista's going to be running things on Raw for a little bit as world champion. He goes on to face Triple H at WrestleMania 21, winning the world title. John Cena is going to go on to WrestleMania 21 and defeat JBL for the WWE Championship before debuting the Spinner title. Big things are coming for both of these guys. Okay. Now, I didn't know this because it, it looked, it, it the way that it happened was like perfection. It was perfection. Batista was supposed to win this match clean. But Batista goes to put John Cena up for like a Batista bomb. And I don't know if there was just so much force when he swung Cena up onto his shoulders Cena's weight caused Batista to stumble backwards. They both go over the top rope and hit. I'm not kidding you. Simultaneously. Like both feet of Batista and both feet of John Cena hit at the same time. Like you can't. It was perfect. It was perfect. So me as a kid watching this. Or when I was younger, you know, I, I thought that was planned. So you've got the Raw referees raising Batista's hand, saying, oh, Batista, uh, Batista won. John's feet hit first. And then you got the SmackDown refs saying, nope, Cena wins. Batista's feet hit first. They legit don't know what to do. So here they are, already probably short on time from what I've gathered through a couple things in this show. Here comes Vince McMahon. Now, Vince has not been on this show at all. There's a picture of him in the room where they're drawing the numbers for the Royal Rumble entrance, but he's nowhere to be found through this whole show. So here he comes out of the gorilla position. He's ticked off. He's t- He took his jacket off. He's throwing it, and he's coming to the ring. He's mad when he gets in the ring, tears both of his freaking quads. Like, it wouldn't be bad enough just to just to tear the one. But no, he tore both. And here he is. He tries to stand up in the ring, and he, and he falls. And I, you know, most of us just laughed it off and thought he, he stumbled. So here he is, Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWE, sitting in the ring while Batista and John Cena are trying to get him to understand that why they think they won and the referees are also doing events is sitting there with his hands on his hips 
he's probably sitting there thinking to myself, what just happened to me? His legs are gone. His legs are gone. And, uh, well, he decides to have the match restarted. Now, when I heard this when I was younger, I thought to myself, they're going to restart the entire Royal Rumble? But no, <laughs> just John Cena and Batista. And Batista eventually, uh, somehow they get Vince McMahon out of the ring and, and to the back. And from what I heard, he didn't even want help walking to the back. That just kind of shows you what kind of animal this man is. He just tore both of his quads. He can't even walk, but he's going to make himself walk. I, I don't know. Unbelievable. But Batista eventually, very quickly, eliminates John Cena. And uh, I'm going to play the clip for you there in the final parts of this match. Quite a conundrum here. Mr. McMahon, he has ordered that this match be restarted. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, that's fair with me. I think that, I think that is fair. You know, I thought Cena won, but I, I think that is fair. 
But it doesn't really matter what you and I think. Yeah, you're right about that. But I don't know what, come on, see the fight out of this. So it's down to Cena and Batista, the final two. The match is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joe. Cena going for the FU, but not to be. No, no, Batista. no, no, no. Oh, Batista from Raw, overpowering John Cena. No, 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 no. The Starman no, Buster. No. Batista beats Cena. Batista, the exclamation point. The winner is on the set of the Royal But by God, we know now who's going to the main event at WrestleMania today. No doubt about it, Batista's going. Great Royal Rumble, great matchup. The animal of evolution in a match that had to be restarted. And that right there does it. That sends us off to WrestleMania 21. Like I said, Batista goes on to challenge uh, Triple H, which I loved the the buildup with Triple H and Batista. That could be a future episode uh you know evolution eventually falling apart uh with orton winning the world title they turned on him batista getting the opportunity and going after triple h when triple h really feared having to step in the ring with the animal he created uh but yes that batista would go on main event wrestlemania john cena would have the secondary main event defeating jbl to win the wwe championship and this was the future. It, it set up what was to come for the next how many years. And uh, good stuff, though. I thought this was an overall really good Royal Rumble. Uh, one, of my, one of my personal favorites, I would say. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, also check out my video game podcast, Dave Crystal. Over there I talk about my love and this, for nostalgia of video games. And uh, you can find that right here on the Save Crystal Network, where you found Broadway with Body Slams. So thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.